Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. And yes, I am, I'm actually live. I know I took a few days where I wasn't able to do live shows in the last couple weeks. But I'm here live today, which means that you, the listener, can participate in the conversation. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585 585- Three four six three thousand. Thank you for being with me today. Again, live here on WYSL until one o'clock on this cold and dreary Friday. But shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark and WENY, the Patriot down in the Southern Tier. Thanks for listening today. And shout out to our friends listening online too on the Facebook page on a free solution on Facebook, a free solution on YouTube and the Kevin Wilson pages. If you have anything to contribute to this conversation, leave your comments there as well. So today I want to talk about, or at least for the first half of the show, I want to talk about what's going on with well, the, the China Wuhan lab leak theory. Because suddenly it's in vogue. The mainstream media, the, the New York Times, uh, places like The Atlantic, Washington Post, everyone's talking about like, whoa, whoa, maybe maybe China did kind of screw up here. Maybe the, the folks in in the lab and in the Wuhan area of China where the coronavirus originally originated maybe that there is something to the idea that the virus came out of there somehow some way maybe it didn't come from natural sources so suddenly it's starting to look like people are talking about it. whereas before last year last year you couldn't talk about that if you talked about it on facebook Facebook fact checkers would pop stuff up. They would sometimes delete posts if you suggested that the virus had a man-made origin. They've now reversed that. So I want to get to kind of two issues here with this. Is one, you know, what what are the facts around this? So I've mentioned this before because I, I always thought like the, the lab leak thing, it's plausible. Could happen. Not 100% true, but it's totally plausible given the history of how totalitarian regimes respond to crises that originate in their countries, how political actors in those countries respond to these types of crises. And and the other thing I want to talk about is why the American media has been so weird about talking about it. Like, And I think there's there's a couple different things going on. One is, is political uh, in the terms of like a, a partisan counter-reaction to whatever Trump or the Republican Party said, they immediately wanted to condemn that, you know, these claims made without evidence was a, a phrase you heard a lot last year. The other is a political correctness side of things. And then there's a, a third aspect of it, too, uh, which is impacting the entertainment industry, and that's people or companies are getting worried that their profits will be jeopardized if they criticize the Chinese government. So we're, we're going to talk about all three of those things uh, and how they impacted our narrative and our ability to discuss 
foreign affairs, you know, what's going on with with the Chinese government. And I think it's important to like we can't let censorship, even if it's it's a little bit of self censorship, start to infect the American media any more than our hats. Like we need to put a stop to it. We need to start talking about what's going on here. But but before we get into all that, I'm, let's talk about. The lab leak theory itself, what happened, you know, where the virus might have come from. You know, I've been reading about this the last few days, uh, and, and I've been reading about it actually the last few months. Uh, I talked about it uh, back when some of the, like, uh, the Asian hate crime stuff started to come out a few months ago, uh, where these reporters started calling it racist to suggest that China – the government of China was in any way responsible for what happened with COVID. And and that was an absolutely ridiculous notion that that we couldn't talk about that because many people recognize, you know, it's not the, the the government in China is not the same as all Chinese people and it certainly isn't the same as all Asian people. So so we gotta be able to talk about this stuff. So so let's talk about that theory though. The kind of predominant theory around where did COVID come from was, you know, it came out of a, a natural evolution, right? And the reason why that was a predominant theory, again, I'm not a epidemiologist, I'm not a researcher in this stuff, so again, if I get something slightly incorrect, give me some grace. But but a lot of viruses come out of that, right? Like that's where we got like swine flu, H1N1, bird flu. You know, that's a lot of times... When humans live in close proximity to animals, the the viruses that infect them can sometimes change in a way that also can affect humans and can jump from one animal to another to us. And this happens all the time. This is, many many of the the worst viruses in history have done this. Um, and. So this is why they're like, well, it probably jumped from a bat, right? It probably jumped from a bat or a pangolin. There, there's some other viruses that you know they, you know, they have been studying in that region for kind of exactly that reason. Like they, the uh, the viruses that they thought, and why there was a lab in that region in the first place that they thought could be the next big uh, plague. You know, could have come from a bat, and that's why the, the the Wuhan Institute was was there in the first place. Now, so the assumption was, okay, it just came from the market, right? And that's that's what that's what the Chinese government kind of wanted everyone to believe because it's plausible, and they're not at fault for that. They also threw out this theory that maybe the U.S. government had engineered the virus or whatever and planted it in Wuhan, but that was ridiculous. There's just not really any evidence of of that happening. Uh, but they have this institute that, that was researching stuff there, and pretty good chance that it came from natural evolution. And that's still, you know, it's still a chance that that happened. Now, the thing that gives people pause, though, like the scientists pause about this, is that normally when you see that, you kind of see other similar viruses pop up in people around the same time, I guess. And that that's how I understood these things. You, you'd see kind of like evolutionary steps where these outbreaks start to happen in other populations and then it evolves again and then emerges as as a really dangerous virus. With this situation, it, it kind of jumped a lot more quickly. 
And there's kind of two different sets of viruses that they're looking out for. Like normally it would take decades for the type of evolution that we saw in in in, in, SAR, in SARS-CoV-2, the, the, the COVID-19 virus that we all talk about. Normally it would take a long time for that stuff to evolve, to jump to humans based on like more recent in other existing viruses in nature. So it'd usually take a pretty long time. And and this happened quickly. So when people are talking about maybe this leak from a lab, labs like this, they do research uh, to try to, they call it, uh, what's it, gain-of-function research, where, where they, they, they basically try to see, well, what would you have to do? What What type of evolution might we see in a virus for it to infect humans? And they start to experiment with, well, how could we change this in a way, accelerate this virus's evolution in order to see how it in, would infect human cells? And then when it does that, how do we, if you're doing it right, how do we build protections against that, right? So you got this gain of function research going on in China. There's some legitimate function to that. I mean, obviously that could be used for nefarious purposes too, but there's some legitimate function to say like, well, we should push these viruses to evolve in a way to figure out how they would infect humans and then build defenses proactively against those, right? So they were doing that type of research over there in Wuhan where COVID developed. So it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that they had an accidental leak. I mean, it could have been they were doing good research and just something bad happened. Could have been they're doing bad research too. They're they're building this with the intent to hurt people. I don't think it's likely that this was released intentionally as as a bioweapon, and I know that's like a conspiracy theory. I, I don't I don't think that that's likely. I lean on the side of incompetence. Like, to me, I think back, way back in February 2020 when Tom Cotton compared this to Chernobyl, I think that makes sense to me. I look at what happened with the Chernobyl incident where local politicians saw that this might have come from their region, that they might be somewhat responsible for this, and they wanted to cover their own butts. I think that that's what that looks like to me. All right, so when we come back, we'll talk more about What's going on with with this theory, why it's starting to pick up steam in the mainstream media, and how our discussions around it have been totally distorted and and skewed by politics and money. All right, so thanks again for joining us here on Free Solution. Uh, Give us a call if you want to participate in the conversation. We're talking about China and the Wuhan lab leak theory. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe 
safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're live here on this Friday until 1 p.m. So give us a call if you want to participate in the discussion, 585-346-3000, or leave your comments online. I do got a couple of those. Uh, Will Phillips says, what do you have against Winnie the Pooh? Uh, it, Will, Will's making a joke about uh, President uh, Xi uh, of, of China. He, he does not like the comparisons to Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, that's... Uh, Got some issues with with that guy for sure, and I got some issues with people being afraid to criticize him and his government. Uh, Nicholas says, human incompetence and stupidity far exceeds the possibility of diabolical planning regarding the virus release. And yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. It's uh, I think this is this is probably incompetence, uh, stupidity, fear of losing political face. If you look at again, oh, the reason I compared this to Chernobyl, like if you look at what happened there, is that both the local political officials and the Soviet Union itself was afraid of looking bad. The local political officials didn't want to, you know, look like they were the region that made their their government look bad. They're afraid that that would lose them future political opportunities, perhaps even warrant punishment by their government uh, for for making the Soviet Union look bad. And the Soviet Union covered up the Chernobyl disaster, even though it could affect that entire region of Europe if it didn't get under control and, and people started to figure out what was happening. And in this case, if if the virus got out from the lab, and again, it's not a 100% thing. You know, I'm not asserting that 100% is leaked from a lab. I'm just saying it, it, it looks legit. And people who have been thinking about this for a while say, like, this has always been a possibility. Again, could could have come from natural sources because that's that I think that used to be you know I think someone else had used this phrase like the Occam's Razor explanation right like that's that's usually what happened so that's probably what happened here but now you know we're we're seeing more and more stuff kind of come out we're like oh maybe this is maybe there's something to this and so with go, going on with the lab leak theory like the, a couple of the other things that that make things look a little bit on you know so we talked about well. With a natural leak, you'd usually see some of these other indicators. Uh, you'd usually see some evolutionary steps in the virus. Uh, and you'd also, you know, there's there's the type of research that they're doing at this lab. They're doing that gain-of-function research, again, where they modify existing viruses, sometimes existing coronaviruses that exist in animals or, or you know, flu viruses, and they modify them in a way to make them likely to infect human cells. And then they do that, in theory, not to build a weapon, hopefully, you'd like to think, but to find a way to build defenses against those. Okay, we think the virus might evolve this way and using this type of protein and, and this type of you know, uh, you know injection site or whatever, so we can build this type of defense against that, right? That's the idea behind that if you're a defender of gain-of-function research. 
again, as I'm understanding it. If anyone's an actual like researcher on this stuff, I'd love for you to call in and, and correct me on this stuff. So I'm just, I've just been reading like a hundred different articles this past week, understanding this stuff. And, and again, over the past few months, I've been reading about this intermittently. So with this area doing uh, research, there was, there's also some evidence that a very similar virus had emerged in that region in 2013. So some miners were clearing out some bat guano and died of some sort of respiratory illness uh, because they had suddenly died in such a way. Um, it seemed like it could have been viral pneumonia. Um, you know, in 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 you know these these miners dying in a way that was similar to what we'd see with with COVID patients today. That lab in Wuhan had been doing research on that virus specifically. And, you know, did they, did they use that virus to do research? Were they using it to figure out, you know, how to defend people from that? Were they using it to figure out a weapon? You know, it was called RATG-13, which basically it's like, uh, it, it's the Latin name for the bats, Tongguan, where it originated in 2013. And research on that at a 96% match to COVID. So that, that's where that's coming from. Now, I'll share all these links in a totally separate post on a free solution page and on the Kevin Wilson page too. Uh, so again, were they doing research on that? It seems like they had it in their freezer. They were doing something with that. Did they slip up and let it out somehow? Uh, so the other thing that gets strange about this, too, is how the Chinese government isn't being very cooperative in the investigation with this. So they say, okay, so we, we took you know, all these samples, all the stuff, all the research that we're doing, and they got rid of it. Now, there's one article I read that said, I guess that's a normal thing to do. You know, you, you kind of you get rid of stuff if you think it's going to be dangerous. So whatever research they're doing on this stuff, they got rid of it all. But so to their credit, one, one article I said uh, apparently the CDC does the same thing, uh, and they did that one time with uh, when they they're worried about an Ebola outbreak. They said, okay, get rid of all your Ebola research. It's too dangerous. Destroy it, or or transfer it to a more secure lab. Okay, so so maybe that's it. The World Health Organization was supposed to go do an investigation and, and figure out where this came from. Uh, you know, there's again some evidence that they they found COVID originating from the the wet market, but also like you know the lab, the Wuhan lab is saying like, well, no one got sick from this lab, but also six of their researchers did get sick in November 2019. So they're, they're having a little bit of an inconsistent story here. The Chinese government doesn't want to turn over any of the data, any of the research, any of the email logs around this virus. They're not being transparent in allowing the world to like understand what happened. And I don't know, even if we figured out that China was bad, I don't know what we'd do about that exactly. I certainly can't do anything. I'm a radio host in, in Western New York, but I don't know what like Joe Biden would do specifically about this, right? Like, do we, do we insist on better protections? Do we no longer fund that sort of research in China? Does that make us more vulnerable? Do we have more oversight over that? I don't know, but I do think we need to 
to have a discussion about it. And again, the thing that worries me about this is that all of last year, this was like a forbidden topic that, that social media companies, that traditional media companies, New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, you know, all these all these places they you know they they mocked it as ridiculous and conspiratorial and even racist to talk about whether or not this happened and I've kind of laid out again I'll post some more articles about this you guys can do your research I laid out like that this is plausible you have this research going on here you have not a ton of evidence of of a natural evolution happening and you have the Chinese government making it difficult to investigate whether or not this is happening. We may never actually know what happened, but we should be able to talk about it. We should be able to discuss this in an intelligent way and to think about, well, how can we pressure the Chinese government to make sure that this type of stuff never happens again? And how do we make sure that we hold them accountable in some way to make sure that these type if if it indeed came from a lab that these type of security measures don't fall through again i, I think we can i think we can do that again what what worries me is that we don't want to talk about it over here all that much the only people talking about that is the conservatives libertarians will talk about that and the progressives are just catching up and like whoa whoa what happened what happened Nick, uh, Nicholas Online says it's indicative of a cover-up when it takes you a year to allow external investigators in to take a look. And yeah, they, the Chinese government didn't didn't want to allow anyone in, made it very difficult, and then they they monitored the investigators the entire time, restricted their movements, restricted their ability to to have discussions with the researchers at the lab, and and basically they just dismissed it. And it was funny, like I, I was listening to a story even on a NPR a while ago, and even they were starting to be like, hey, wait a minute, like why don't you push on this? Why aren't you digging deeper? Uh, interviewing a World Health Organization uh, official who was part of the investigation. And they're like, oh, well, it's, it's a ridiculous theory. And, they, and I think American politics is also interfering with this too because, because of how President Trump, eventually responded to coronavirus and and how people like Tom Cotton are polarizing figures. And I, I don't particularly like Tom Cotton. He's a polarizing figure. And everyone just sat in their camps. And they said, okay, well, this is our side now. China caused the virus or China didn't cause the virus. It's their fault and our fault. We, we picked our camps. And, and anyone who s- stands against the narrative that we're setting is being a kook. And we need to shut down that discussion. So when we come back, I want to talk more about that, how we end up censoring ourselves in favor of the Chinese government. Why? Why are we doing this? All right. Thanks again for joining us on A Free Solution. Give us a call if you want to participate in the discussion, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We're going to be back in just a few minutes.
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. They're hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m. on this very cool and chilly Friday. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. If you're listening to the live show, if you're not, it's okay. We still love you here on The Free Solution. Shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark and WENY, the Patriot down in the seventh year. And, of course, our podcast listeners, too. We have a growing audience on there. Just look for A Free Solution on just about any podcast platform. And if we're missing on a platform, let me know. Give us a, a shout, either at the station or contact at afreesolution.com. And we'll make sure we get it up there. We want you to be able to listen to this however you want to listen to it. I like podcasts, so that's that's how I listen to a lot of stuff too. And you can always catch the podcast too on WYSL1040.com as well. You can download the podcast there if you can't find it anywhere else. All right, so what we're talking about the the lab leak theory of of the coronavirus, right? Like did did something get out of a lab in Wuhan, China? And and kick off this whole global pandemic, and and here's where our politics enter this discussion. You know, last year, here it, the timelines it's it, it's a bit bizarre, right? Because everything kind of flipped between February and March for everything. Because um, because the strange thing about this whole discussion is that. Uh, in February of last year, the message from President Trump was weirdly pro-China. So, like, on February 7th, he's like, uh, great discipline taking place in China as President Xi strongly leads what will be a very successful operation. We're looking, working closely with China to help, uh... Then he says, uh, I had a great conversation with President Xi. It's a tough situation. They're doing a great job. Said something nice at a, a Fox Business interview. I think China is very, you know, professionally run and since they have everything under control. Uh, it, it goes on and on. Throughout February, he was, he was saying a bunch of nice things about the Chinese government. And, and weirdly enough, Joe Biden was saying, like, hey, maybe – he kind of gave like a, a a soft, like maybe this is possible that something happened that that China isn't acknowledging. Either they failed to get it under control early enough to save face, 
with a natural outbreak or something else. So he said, uh, in his uh, in in a, an op-ed, he said, um, and why I do if I were present now is I would not be taking China's word for it. I would insist that China allow our scientists in to make a hard determination of how it started, where it's from, how far along it is, because that is not happening now. Again, this is way back early in the year, and then as things started to take off in in the U.S. Uh, and and COVID started infecting a lot more people in March. Suddenly, Donald Trump was looking for someone to blame. He wanted to blame. He wanted to blame China. You know, that's where he started insisting a lot more, calling it the China virus, saying this is China's fault. Blah blah blah. You know, and and you know, okay, yeah, part of it. I mean, part of it. He was trying to deflect blame on the political criticism that he was getting for not being able to handle the virus effectively in the United States. People were giving him a lot of uh, pushback for failing to get the virus under control. It, and, and again, it, it got really weird because in February, he was like, all right, we need to shut the border with China, which, okay, it was actually not a totally unreasonable move at the time, but but he wanted to shut off the border with China. And then there, the Democrats are all virtue signaling the other direction. Oh, he's being racist for shutting off the border with China while also praising China. And then everything's fine. Go out and celebrate Chinese New Year. Get out. Don't, don't, you know, fault the racists. You know, just, just go do your thing. And then everyone flipped on this stuff. Again, the, the, 2020 is going to be such an interesting year, the study from a historical perspective. Actually, I want to get to a comment from uh, Jamie who said that, uh, when, when President Trump was uh, praising the Chinese government, he says uh, that was when the Chinese were going into houses and executing people in the streets. Yeah, I mean, I I, I saw some of those videos. I, I don't know. I have no idea if they're executing people. Like, for sure, I don't know how much of that was legit. But it did look terrifying. They were literally nailing people into their houses. Like, they took a very, very extreme approach to shutting down spread in that region, um, something that alarmed me at the time when President Trump was praising those folks. I'm like, no, 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 we can't, gosh, it doesn't matter how bad it gets, like, we can't, we can't be doing that. Uh, so, so anyway, you know, so that that's what's going on in, like, this part of 2020, and, and people are, again, criticizing Tom Cotton, who's like, hey, this could be coming from China, we don't know, and then there's the, you know, the actual conspiratorial side of this like oh this was done on purpose by china and that picked up steam in in february well end of february uh beginning of march as president trump tries to start to spit uh blame china for what's going on in the united states so then oh so it's a weapon the chinese are doing this on purpose blah 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 and then you, and then you get that mixed up with the democrats saying well well this is this is clearly a, a, a racist attack uh, against the chinese again Criticizing the Chinese government is not the same as criticizing Chinese people or Asian people. It is not the same thing. The progressives seem to understand this with the Israeli situation. Uh, you know, just to, to offer a comparison, criticizing the Israeli government is not the same as criticizing all Jewish people. It is a government, and governments are, let's say, flawed. Uh, it is no more insulting to uh, the Chinese people all over the world to criticize the Chinese government than it is to criticize Governor Cuomo. And I wouldn't take it personally. 
if someone criticized Governor Cuomo. He doesn't represent me in any way. In fact, I spend a good lot of these shows criticizing Governor Cuomo. It doesn't reflect on all New Yorkers. You are not discriminating against all New Yorkers by criticizing Governor Cuomo. Same thing with the Chinese government. We can criticize them and not have that as a criticism of an entire nation of people. It is a criticism of the government specifically. So because of the politics of this moment, all these scientists, all these reporters start doing fact checks on this stuff. No, fact check. This was natural origin. This didn't come from a lab in China. And, and they kind of, again, labeled this as xenophobic to suggest that perhaps there's an, uh, there's an accidental leak in a Chinese laboratory. And again, Facebook started shutting this stuff down. They started preventing people from being able to talk about this on their platform. And now they got egg on their face because they just reversed this a few days ago. They said that they, they're no longer going to be pulling down posts that make this uh, – the, the truth has changed, folks. You know, we're now able to, to actually discuss this issue on this platform without risking our accounts getting shut down. And that, and that to me, again, I'm, I'm generally in favor of Facebook being able to do almost anything they want. But holy cow, that is a dangerous level of power, and I'm glad they've reversed this. But not being able to discuss this issue without risking getting your account shut down is nuts. That is the danger from Facebook of trying to control the narrative with fact checkers. They get this stuff wrong occasionally. We have to be able to think for ourselves. And this was the same criticism I was making a year ago when saying like sometimes the fact checkers are going to get stuff wrong. They can't possibly know the entire truth, and it makes people lazy because then – a bunch of people are like, well, Facebook says this isn't true, and the fact checkers say this isn't true, so I guess uh, I guess it isn't. But you know, you got you got places like uh, Politifact who had who put this as a pants on fire claim, who had to pull this back, pants on fire, to say that maybe maybe the virus leaked out of a lab that was doing this sort of research in a region where the virus emerged, pants on fire claim. It, Fact checkers can be use, useful. They can provide good context, and oftentimes they are right. Then they provide good information. But you got to think for yourself. You can't rely on these people. You can't rely on the Facebook fact checkers or the political fact face uh, uh, fact checkers or the Snopes fact checkers because a lot of times they get stuff wrong. You need to be able to read that information yourself. And again, this gets mixed up with the politics of of racism in the United States, where somehow. China and their apologists in the United States have gotten you to conflate criticism of their government with discrimination against Chinese people. It is not the same. It is not the same thing at all, and we need to push back against that. It's incredibly dangerous, and we're seeing this in, in politics, in media, and in pop culture. It's all over. And when we come back, I'll, I'll, I'll cite a few more examples of that uh, in other ways in which this is starting to, to impact us in a, in a real way in stifle conversation Well, among the type of folks who care about this stuff. Not, not us here on A Free Solution, though. We'll talk about whatever the heck we want. All right. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. And if you want to participate in the conversation, leave your comments online or give us a call 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whenever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here live on WYSL until 1 p.m., which means you can give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Uh, and we did have a caller called in over the break. Didn't want to leave their name or their location. Wanted to be anonymous. But just to say that... Facebook shouldn't be doing these types of fact checks. It should just be a social media platform. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think that when, when when Facebook starts to put their finger on the scale, they they enter dangerous territory. Just let people have their free speech. Gosh darn it. I know. It's a private company. They can regulate speech if they want. So don't don't at me for that. That, that. That's my position too. I think Facebook should legally be able to do that. But I think restrictions on speech – lead down a dangerous road and and maybe we don't want to do that and maybe facebook gets the narrative wrong on occasion like they did with the wuhan lab leak legitimate not crazy people are talking about this and they have been talking about this for a year and then said they said no no no, it's it's all uh anti-chinese uh you know conspiratorial nonsense oh now now suddenly we've turned around well, great. I'm glad. I'm glad we started to turn this around. That's cool. Uh, there's still some worrying trends, though. Again, you know, why why do we why do we do this for a year? Why was this a, a thing for a year? Uh, and again, uh, President Trump participated in this in a lot of ways too. He keep he kept saying nice things about the Chinese government. The the Biden administration, I think, has actually been more critical of the Chinese government than the Trump administration was in in the last year. As much as people want to say Trump was tough on China and, and Biden isn't. I, I don't think it's it's that clear. And and I to be clear, I don't like either of their positions relative to the Chinese government. Uh so yeah, that that's where I'm at. And I'm not gonna be happy either way. That's why I get for being outside the two party system. Um Will online says, you know, why did it take a year to do this fact checking? Will that that's a good question. You know, that's this is, you know, a a moment of reflection for fact-checking, and the media in general on this stuff. And so one, one of the other you know, issues that is you know, popped up around this too is the ability of yes, – I, I, I mentioned this is a pop culture thing too because just uh, just this past week, John Cena, who is you know, in the, the Fast and Furious series, he, he was in a you – know, he's a, what, a wrestler for a while, and – he, in some interview promoting Fast and Furious, like, called Taiwan a country. Now, Taiwan, or the Republic of China, is by most definitions 
an autonomous country. They are they're their own thing. <laughs> and and we've we've thought that for a while. And the, John Cena went and, and apologized for calling Taiwan a country like why? Why is that happening? Why why would he why would he do that? And and he wasn't the only one. We we've seen this happen with the NBA before. We've seen this happen with uh with Disney. We've seen this happen uh, across the entertainment industry. South Park did an excellent episode on this uh where they had all these companies capitulating to the Chinese government to Chinese uh censorship because well you know it's it's a lucrative market. And and this is I think a a fair criticism of of capitalism of corporatism where what if what if corporations end up serving the interests of of nefarious governments like the People's Republic of China to deny the existence and the autonomy of of the Republic of China uh, of Taiwan uh, to to erase any criticism of the Chinese government and in, in popular entertainment because if you're critical of the Chinese government and you're in the entertainment industry, you get blacklisted there. They have so much control over media and access. I, I can be fairly certain that a free solution is not going to be available in China. And if, if I'm wrong, you let me know. I, I would be happy to be surprised by that. But this episode, probably not going to be allowed, guys. They have so much censorship over there, it's hard to get through. They have their own heavily controlled social media channels, video channels, uh, entertainment industry. And it's a lucrative market. There's a, there's a lot of people over there. That's why the NBA wants to be over there. That's why, you know, Disney wants to be over there with their Marvel franchises. That's why they'll they'll sometimes change and modify movies, posters, marketing, all this stuff to fit what is acceptable by Chinese censors. Again, this is this isn't a criticism of, of the, the Chinese people. This is a criticism of the Chinese government censoring American media and American media following along with that because they have an opportunity to make a little bit more profit. Like this is the, this situation is is the only thing that's made me think. Oh, gosh, corporatism. This is uh, this is this is bad news. This is where I think that the populace, like when I when I talked with Jack Hunter uh, last uh, Wednesday, it's where the populace start to have a, a good point. What if what if these corporations are, are buddy buddy with 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 governments like China, where where literally you can't say that Taiwan is a country to deny reality of their independence, which has been the case for decades, to to say that literally reality is not what it is. And that's a dangerous road for us to be down, to continually fall into that censorship. Again, it's not necessarily enforced against people over here. No one's the, the Chinese guards are, are, are dragging people to prison in the United States. That's not how it's working. It's just they say, okay, fine, you're going to be critical of us. You don't get to, to, to show your stuff over here. It doesn't get to happen. You have no option. You lose money. And people say, okay, well, that's worth the cost. I'll pull back. I'll stop saying things. And so uh, and uh, Jamie on Facebook says, uh, I think it took a year because China now has the edge over the world economy. I mean that that might that might be it. I mean, uh, Jamie, I think you're referring to the, the fact checkers here. I I would like to think that like fact checkers should be somewhat independent. Now, susceptible to partisan forces, yes. 
but should be independent from those types of things. But, you know, you, you have to, to look at things like, okay, Disney wants to uh, get their product available in China, but they, they also you know, own ABC, ABC News. Do, does that ever, will it ever affect editorial decisions there? And I'm not making that assertion specifically, but could it make editorial uh, have an influence over editorial decisions. These large companies, you know, like uh, like Viacom, who also want to get their their product over overseas, Viacom, CBS, could that ever affect editorial decisions? If if CBS News is critical of the government of China, if they run a and they have run, you know, a critical uh, sixty minutes piece on on the the Wuhan situation, do they get pressure? Because they're not able to show their product over there anymore. What happens? Will says we can't trust the CCP on anything. No, we can't. Again, don't don't trust the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> that's a, I think Will. That that's a great rule of thumb. Probably shouldn't trust them. And then again, any, anyone who you know says something critical of their president, calls them Winnie the Pooh, whatever. That's you know something apparently hates. They get shut down. And in China, that you know, in, in places like Hong Kong. They're where they're really fighting for their freedom over there. It it is actually brutal. It is is violence shut down. In, in the United States, it's just losing a bit of money, but it's a dangerous road to go down. We need to maintain not just freedom from coercion and violence and government action on free speech, but a culture of free speech where we can't be afraid to criticize people who are doing wrong. I would hope that our news stations, our entertainers, and other people that have influence over American culture don't turn into cowards in this situation. They have the courage to be able to stand up and say what's right, even if it puts them at financial risk. And again, it's just financial risk right now. We need to speak truth to power. And criticizing the government of China is absolutely necessary because they are having more and more of an influence over world politics that's how it is all right so thanks again for joining us here on a free solution uh i will be back next week have a wonderful wonderful weekend everyone